the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As you walk up to the Barrow House in Clifton, New Jersey, you're transported back in time by the reconstructed 19th century farmhouse design, complete with reclaimed wood beams and flooring. Once inside, your experience truly begins. Each room has its own unique, comfortable feel, starting with the Morris Canal-inspired bar open at 3 a.m. nightly. This thing was gorgeous, folks. I mean, really. Then you can move on to the colonial-era dining rooms, lined with historical oil paintings. Each twist and turn tells a story, and it's really true. I I mean, Americana at its finest. Whether you select the old smoke brisket sausage sandwich or the chicken fried duck you can't go wrong pair any meal with any of the 18 craft beers on draught or choose from the wine list with a special focus on small farm wineries or try a tasty seasonal craft cocktail i'm telling you folks this is a great place to go have dinner have an aperitif afterwards sit out on the porch beautiful swings it's just an awesome place. The Barrow House on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton quickly becoming a destination dining and bar experience not to be forgotten. Visit thebarrowhouse.com. Return to a simpler time, the Barrow House. And when in Nutley, don't forget to visit Cowan's Public Art Deco Speakeasy. Hi, this is Al Gattulo from the Joe Piscopo Morning Show. We're giving away two tickets to the New York Jets versus Miami Dolphins home opener game on Sunday, September 24th at MetLife Stadium. Very easy to enter. You go to our AM970 The Answer smartphone app, which you can download for free in the Google Play Store or the iPhone App Store. For a complete list of contest rules, just go to am970theanswer.com. The tickets are valued at $540, and the winner will be announced on the Joe Piscopo Morning Show on Wednesday, September 20th. Good luck. You gotta keep them separated. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for listening to Syracuse Football, another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. we got a good show for you tonight, real good. Uh, a one craft beer guest on the program in the shortened 30-minute program. Uh, the usual news and notes to get to, but first, how can you follow me? Very easy, Twitter, at Al Gattulo, Instagram, at Gattulo, G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, Facebook.com, slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. Just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. And uh, kicked it off with a little offspring. Uh, come out and play, or as most people thought the name of the song was, you got to keep them separated, and, uh, which is not the title of it. But got a chance to see the offspring uh, the other night over at uh, the PNC Bank Art Center, uh, along with Sublime with, uh, with Rome. Uh, and uh, who else? Who else was there? The Mezingers was the opening act. It was three, it was three groups. And uh, I never saw The Offspring. Uh, my neighbor Greg, his, uh, his buddy uh, whose nickname is Cochise, uh, he was doing the, uh, the sound and the audio for the tour, invited us down. So we got you know tickets and backstage passes. We didn't use the backstage passes. Actually, we gave them to uh, these two young ladies who were uh, sitting next to us who were really excited about the show, and we felt they could use them uh, better than we could. Um, 
because I don't think anything was really going on backstage. That's probably the reason why we did that. And then we stayed for a few songs for Sublime, which the audio mixing on that was terrible, and that was no fault of uh, our good buddy Cochise. He was handling the Offspring stuff and not the other band. Uh, but what a great show. A lot of fun. You know, that real kind of punk, you know, ska rock, you know, uh, stuff from the 90s. Uh, real good stuff. Uh, from the offspring. So thank you, Coaches, for the tickets. Thank you, Greg, uh, for asking me to go. We had a great time uh, the other night at the PNC Bank Art Center. Our uh, our only guest this evening on the Craft Beer Cast, he's the community and events manager for Left Hand Brewing Company, Josh Goldberg. They've got a great event out in Longmont, Colorado. It comes up next Saturday, September 22nd and 23rd. Lefthandbrewing.com slash Oktoberfest is the website for more information. That's going to happen just about 10 minutes uh, from now. But let's jump into those news and notes here. We're not going to do a suds and duds this week. That'll be the following week, and we'll have a lot of beer to talk about uh, the following week. Of And, in fact, I don't know what time the program is airing the following week, but as soon as we get that information, we'll pass it along on social media. So speaking of Oktoberfest, Adidas introducing a new sneaker that will allow fans at Oktoberfest to drink their fill without worry of ruining their sneakers. The German shoe retailer paired with the footwear company to create the new beer-repellent sneakers. The design, inspired by Bavarian leather pants, features brown leather that has been treated to be, get this, puke and beer-proof. The retailer guarantees that through Oktoberfesterization, the sneaker will survive every beer shower. Now, apparently the sneakers retail for about 200 bucks. Sorry, I'll pass. I'll take my chances with my Nikes or Reeboks or whatever shoe I happen to be particularly wearing when I'm at an event drinking beer. Just watch when you spill it. That's all. I'm not spending $200 on beer-proof sneakers. Sorry. And if you want to send me a sample, that's great. I'm still not going to wear them probably. Uh, The first ever Taste New York Craft Beverage Week, that's going to be held this November. Uh, This, according to Governor Cuomo, the event will boost the exposures of uh, the exposure, excuse me, of New York State's world-class wine, beer, spirits, and ciders. Kickoff event was held at Pier A Harbor House in New York City uh, the other day to encourage bar, restaurant, and retail store owners to participate across the state. Craft Beverage Week is going to take place November 5th through November 11th. Founders, uh, they are coming out with their breakfast out, their... uh, uh, Founders Breakfast Out, it'll be a limited release available in four packs, a suggested retail price of $10.99. That'll be across their distribution footprint. That's going to launch uh, a little bit later this month throughout the month of December. If you haven't had uh, you know, the Founders Breakfast Out, I urge you to try it. It is fantastic. A lot of chocolate, a lot of coffee, and then a little cinnamon as well. It is a fantastic stout, very high in calories. Uh, I wouldn't suggest drinking more than one. Uh, when you're hanging out with you know with friends, uh, but it is definitely something that if you haven't had an opportunity to try, try the Founders Breakfast Out. It is fantastic. Now Melvin Brewing has begun shipping limited quantities of beer uh, to New York and parts of California's Bay Area. Uh, that's a part of a plan to build buzz for the brand before officially launching in those territories early next year. Uh, beginning this, uh, actually this was last week, it started small amounts of the brewery's core products, Melvin IPA, Hubert Pale Ale, uh, a Mexican-style lager, Killer Bees Blonde Ale, and a 2 by 4 double IPA uh, will be available in New York. That's via Remarkable Liquids. Their footprint includes Manhattan, Brooklyn, the Hudson Valley, and Albany. And then those five beers are going to show up in retail accounts in Oakland and the East Bay later in the month via Mindful Distributors. They serve uh, the, as the uh, Wyoming Headquarter Breweries wholesaler in San Francisco, San Jose, and Sacramento. Melvin had already begun seeding the San Diego and Los Angeles markets uh, through the Craft Beer Guild uh, for the last two months. 
Uh, they're going to send a monthly shipment, about 1,900 case equivalents to the new territories and to try and expand into New York and California at some point next year. Uh, they are on pace to sell 20,000 barrels of beer before the end of the year. That is doubling last year's 7,463 barrels, accompanying 40,000 barrels of total production next year. That's ambitious. Um, they think if they hit 33,000, we're making financial targets. Uh, they're looking at their total penetration in existing markets and overall momentum. They think that uh, they can uh, d- you know, put a substantial footprint in those two areas, obviously the biggest two, two of the biggest states in the country. Already in 2017, the majority of Melvin's markets are up as much as 215%. I'm not familiar with Melvin Brewing. Uh, when I am out in San Diego, though, uh, I plan on uh, trying to sample them uh, if they're in a bar or brew pub uh, wherever I head to. Obviously, they are based out of Wyoming, out of Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Now, this was news that happened last week, late last week, while I was taping the show. I didn't get a chance to slip this in here. But apparently, Anheuser-Busch InBev, uh, after adding nearly 2,000 workers over the course of acquiring 10 craft breweries in the United States, InBev did some cutting. The company announced it would eliminate overall uh, overlapping excuse me, sales jobs as part of a reorganization. As many as 350 employees may be let go, both from sales divisions, managing the company's core brands and its recently created high-end craft beer division. Uh, the moves announced uh, basically a restructuring of the business. Uh, the job cuts came after the company found significant overlap at the district manager level as wholesalers found themselves working with two dur- uh, district managers, one for core brands and one for the high-end portfolio of products. So they've basically, through attrition, they're, re- they're reducing some of these jobs. They are eliminating sales representative positions within the high end to further simplify points of contact with wholesalers and for undergoing a comprehensive review of roles and responsibilities. This worries me on this end because I'm wondering if the sales reps for AB InBev don't really understand the craft beers that they have in their portfolio. Now, for those of you who are into independent craft, this means nothing to you. But for those of you who like, uh, you know, Blue Point and, uh, you know, um, uh, Goose Island and Elysian and Ten Barrel Brewing, Golden Road in Los Angeles, for those of you who enjoy those beers, they may not be accurately represented at bars. And I've noticed that. I've noticed that a lot of places don't carry uh, certain beers from AB InBev that, that should be on their on their tap handles. Maybe you don't want to have butter Bud Light, but, you know, listen, hey, try this if you're a salesperson. Now, I'm not trying to advocate, uh, you know, sales for InBev here, but it worries me that they're eliminating those positions and just focusing on, you know, if you're the sales rep who's been the sales rep for 15 to 20 years with AB InBev, are you going to push those products or are you going to continue to push the Bud and the Bud Light? That's what worries me. I, you know, Again, call it for what you want. If you're going to support local beer, that's your business. You're going to support local beer. But for those people that are fans of these breweries, maybe they're not going to get represented uh, as as accurately as they should be. Uh, Anheuser-Busch didn't disclose the specific number of employees that were let go, but confirmed to the website Brewbound that less than 2% of the North American workforce was affected by the layoffs. They've been offered severance packages. They're going to do as many things as possible to try and help them to get uh, new uh, new jobs. More details will probably be coming out when Anheuser-Busch InBev's third quarter earnings come out on October 26th. And Lord Hobo Brewing, launched in 2015, grew more than 400% last year, sold a minority stake to Valterra Partners, uh, a boutique private investment firm with offices in New York and Massachusetts. Specific financial terms not disclosed. The transaction expected to close later this month. 
Lord Hobo founder Daniel Lanigan, he founded the top uh, the Hop Focus Craft Brewery using four and a half million in startup capital from twenty three early stage investors. Said the rapid growth, the need to reinvest, led him to seek out a deal faster than expected. And basically, it's just taking money, reinvesting it in the business, but also to pay off uh, some debt that they had. One hundred percent of the capital infusion will be used to further fund expansion and pay down existing debt. He added that all of the company's original investors opted to dilute their stakes in the company instead of exiting the business. And uh, as the owner told uh, Brewbound, that was important to us. We don't like deals where our money goes into the business and then comes right back out. The investment will truly be used to help the business the business grow. And that's good. Lord Hobo really making some excellent beers. Got to check those guys out if you have the opportunity to. They're based up in Massachusetts. Now, when we come back after a short break... Josh Goldberg, the community and events manager for Left Hand Brewing Company, will join me. And, folks, very short show, uh, the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, but it's coming right back after a short break on AM 970, The Answer. Cowan's Public may have been born in 2015, but its historic roots stretch back into the 1930s. This Art Deco speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, opened its doors just after the repeal of Prohibition. The main room features a curved Art Deco bar with custom stained glass, a roaring fireplace, and plenty of seating. Plus, Cowan's Public has 16 rotating craft beers on draught for all tastes, and they use local purveyors focusing on the freshest ingredients. Try their fried chicken biscuit sandwich or perhaps their wild mushroom taco. Both the winners. I had the Korean barbecue tacos. Man, they were outstanding. Pineapple, the right amount of heat. Awesome. Cowan's Public focuses on seasonal specialty cocktails with premium ingredients, house-made syrups, and fresh-squeezed juices. If you're looking for something really unique, Cowan's Public offers a barrel-aged cocktail program featuring five cocktails that have been aged in different spirit barrels, taking on the flavors of the wood and the spirit that was previously held in the barrel. Visit Cowan'sPublic.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrel House Bar and Restaurant. You know, we've been talking about it on the Joe Piscopo Show for a little while now, and as you go to the Barrel House in Clifton, New Jersey, and you walk up to the front of the restaurant, you're transported back in time by the reconstructed 19th century farmhouse design, complete with reclaimed wood beams and flooring. If the weather permits, visit the outdoor porch area, complete with quaint rocking chairs, flickering gas lanterns, hinting at a bygone era. Enjoy a seasonal cocktail or a casual dinner under the stars. The Barrow House satisfies groups of all sizes, always keeping that intimate feel. Have a group dinner to plan? The Barrow House Root Cellar is a perfect stone-lined nook that showcases a carefully selected wine collection. If your group is larger, the traditional post and beam barn complete with retractable roof and belt-driven fans is the perfect setting. Whether it's the 18 craft beers on draft, I like that, the creative seasonal craft cocktails, or the scrumptious American farm fare, choose the Barrow House on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton, New Jersey. The Barrow House on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton, quickly becoming a destination dining and bar experience not to be forgotten. Visit thebarrowhouse.com for more details. Return to a simpler time, the Barrow House. And when in Nutley, don't forget to visit Cowan's Public Art Deco Speakeasy. Welcome back to the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM970, The Answer. You can follow me on Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Email at albert, G at nycradio.com. Don't forget, Google Play and iTunes, AG Craft Beer Cast. Do a search there. You can download and listen to every single craft beer cast right from both of those social media platforms. We're also on SoundCloud as well at AG Craft Beer Cast, so just check it out. You can listen to them wherever you are in this great country of ours, or around the world for that matter. Now, my guest on the cast 
He is the community and events manager for Left Hand Brewing Company. They are pre- presenting a great event out in Longmont, Colorado, which they're based out of, which comes up next Saturday, September 22nd and 23rd. That's a Friday and Saturday, so it's Friday, September 22nd, Saturday, September 23rd. LeftHandBrewing.com slash Oktoberfest is the website for more information. Let me welcome in Josh Goldberg to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Josh, welcome. Hey, Al, thanks very much for having me, man. You got it. Now, Josh, let's get right into this. How did Longmont uh, Oktoberfest start, and how long has it been running? Oh, man. Our Oktoberfest has been going on here in Longmont for longer than I've been alive. Over 30, over 30 or 35 years, uh, it's been taking place in our town. But what happened was it was put on by the same organization for about 25 years. And then finally, it was kind of fading away. It was kind of the same pretzels and the same polka band every year, mm-hmm. uh, and people stopped caring. And then Left Hand Brewing Company, we saw the opportunity when they were looking to kind of find a new leader. Uh, we said, you know what, we want this. We're going to grab it. Why shouldn't the town's uh, biggest brewery uh, own Longmont Oktoberfest and put on a big red event? And sure enough, uh, we've been going at it now for about seven years, I think, is our, our tenure running the show. Uh, and it gets bigger and better every year. And the beers there, it's not just uh, left-hand brewing. There are other breweries that are at the event, too, as well, right? No, 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 yeah. The way we, when we do our parties here in Colorado, we do our best to invite all of our friends. Here in Longmont, I'll give you an example. When I joined uh, Left Hand Brewing Company back in 2007, uh, there was one other brewery in town. It was a little pub called the Pump House. Uh, and this year, we have 10 breweries, two cideries, two distilleries, and a winery in our town. So when we do our events, we're sure to bring out the whole party. Everyone wants to go to, to an event where you can get more than just Sawtooth and Milk Stout. Don't get me wrong. Sawtooth and Milk Stout are killer, uh, but people love variety right absolutely and the milk stout is excellent talking with joshua goldberg the community and events manager for left hand brewing company here on the algatulo craft beer cast on am 970 the answer they're presenting a great event out in longmont colorado which is where they're based out of that comes up friday and saturday september 22nd and 23rd lefthandbrewing.com slash oktoberfest is the website for more information now tickets are available via the website josh uh, does that include tasting or are those is that a separate uh, cost you know, we do a bunch of events throughout the year. We do five major festivals, and a couple of them are that beer festival experience where you pay the flat rate, you get the glass, and for four or five hours you drink all the beer you want. Right. Uh, and those are great. Hops and Handrails and Nitro Fest are two of the best. Uh, but Oktoberfest is a little bit different. Oktoberfest is about being affordable and accessible to all uh, demographics, all incomes, and so we keep the price point to get in affordable, five or ten bucks depending on the day. Uh, and then you just treat yourself to however many beers you want. $5 tokens gets you a pint of Left Hand, Oscar Blues, Whibby Brewing, Gross and Bart, you name it, mm. uh, and you can redeem that anywhere you want. Now, uh, what, when you're organizing an event such as this, what is the biggest issue that crops up year after year? Oh, man, that's changed every year, Al. You know, mm. uh, there was a time when it was just, hey, how can we uh, generate enough attention to these events? All right, well, that was a couple of years ago. Hmm. Then there was, well, uh, what are we doing to raise the most amount of money for charity? You know, these events aren't, aren't a joke. Uh, we raise about a ha- we've raised about a half million dollars or so since we started Oktoberfest and our other events, uh, all for charity. Uh, but, you know, right now it's about, uh, you know, creating not just another beer fest. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. So what we have now, and I'm sure you have it out there in the city, is a ton of beer festivals. Every weekend there's something cool going on. There's incredible beer bars, but even more so there's beer festivals and so much going on. Uh, so what we need to do is to stand out, is to differentiate, and to create an experience that makes people say, you know what, I am going to that instead of the four other festivals uh, in town that they could go to that might be closer. And, and Josh, you know, that's the thing I, I, I think has been happening. A lot of these beer events are great, and it's, it's true. The, the beer events, you pay the one flat fee, and you get all the, you know, the, all the beer you can drink for three, four hours is great. Then you get the other ones where you have to buy the drink tokens, or you only get a certain amount uh, to sample the different beers. I do think there's a little bit of oversaturation there, because there does seem to be one almost every weekend, and you kind of have to cherry-pick uh, which one do I go to, or what's the one that gets me the most bang for my buck? So I, I completely understand that here. And, right. and it, with that in mind, um, we're seeing so much going on in the craft beer world just over the last two months alone. Attrition, uh, you know, of, yeah. of different breweries and things of that nature. And uh, we're seeing this kind of uh, craft beer bubble, which we saw a number of years ago, and now it seems to be cropping up again. Uh, it, it, do you right. think we're in a craft beer bubble, or do you think the market can sustain itself? anyone knows what's going to be that metric is it going to be your impact on your community you know how how much the community you know buys into you is it going to be your uh national distribution is it going to be cans is it going to be how popular your ipa is i'm not sure what it is that's going to help folks uh stand out uh and remain vibrant and relevant in the industry but i do see that we're I do think we're on that bubble, and I do think, you know, the time's coming, maybe you see it too, uh, where uh, there's, there's just, you know, only so many pallets, only so many, uh, you know, mouths, and only so much disposable income. How can we all be sustainable? How can we all stay vibrant? And I think it might be uh, how in tune to the community are, how good your beer is, uh, and um, your ability to remain relevant with uh, new styles that people are digging. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know, the, the last couple of years, the trend has always been, you know, IPAs, IPAs. We want, you know, juicier and hoppier. And, you know, the, the, the more ABV, the better, you know, in those IPAs. And now we're starting to see a, a little bit of a shift towards uh, lagers and pilsners. I want something a little lighter drinking. I don't want as many as many calories. So how is it that you stay ahead of the curve there and kind of you guys have been consistently uh, with your with your uh, stouts and your nitros? consistently staying with those beers, and you're doing very successful with them. But how do you stay ahead of the curve on that? That's the big question. Hmm. Yeah, well, you got to be creative, and you got and you can't kind of give in to routine. So we're banging out new beers. Our, we're banging out more beers this year uh, than I think we did back in my early days, you know, over the course of a number of years. We've got uh, Traveling Light is a Kolsch. Gosh, I don't know if five years ago Kolsch was a popular style or if anyone really cared about a Kolsch. Now it seems like everyone's making a great one. Uh, sessionability is, is really important. I think you're, you speak to that. Uh, give me a great IPA, but make it, uh, make it bitter, make it fun, make it hoppy, but it doesn't have to be 8% alcohol. Um, you know, and we're seeing all sorts of styles make a comeback. You know, certainly you've seen Berliner Weisses pop back up and um, a variety of other. Uh, I had a Keller beer the other day, and I was like, I don't even know if Keller beer is a real style. I think they made this up. Uh, <laughs> but a, a return to kind of the roots, uh, classic beer styles, some of which maybe we've lost uh, and are making a resurgence. 
Talking with Josh Goldberg, the community events manager for Left Hand Brewing Company. They're presenting a great event out in Longmont, uh, Colorado, where they're based out of. Uh, that comes up Friday and Saturday, September 22nd and 23rd. If you want tickets, lefthandbrewing.com slash Oktoberfest. That's the website for more information. And, of course, we can purchase tickets from there here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. Last question from me, Josh. What is the biggest misconception about craft beer that people who don't drink craft beer have? You know, I think it's that you have to be uh, snotty or pretentious to enjoy craft beer. I think the craft beer industry has certainly matured, uh, and not everything is um, over-the-top sour, over-the-top bitter, over-the-top boozy, over-the-top barrel-aged. There is a beer out there for everyone, and if you haven't found your craft beer that you love, then you haven't tried enough. Uh, You know, I think all of us can remember going into that first craft beer bar or or sitting in that first bar when you had that bartender that took an extra moment with you and helped you figure out what is it that you want. Okay, you want a beer that doesn't taste like beer? Well, don't have a Pilsner because that kind of reminds you of what your dad was drinking or what your grandpa was drinking. Let's try something totally different, maybe something that has chocolate notes instead of, you know, traditional lager notes. Maybe you don't like that bitter IPA that all your friends are drinking, so let's find you something with a fruit character, you know, a a creek or a frambozen. if you haven't found your beer yet, you just haven't you haven't found you haven't looked hard enough. And I think um, I encourage folks to be uh, brave and to be adventurous, and and you'll find that one that breaks in. Josh, that is an excellent point because my neighbor uh, a couple of weeks ago we were out at a, at a beer event for supporting New Jersey beers. She walks in and she says. I don't really like, you know, these types of beers. I just want, you know, something else. And I said, you know what? Try a Kolsch. You might like it. And she did. And she was like, you know what? I could drink a few of these. This isn't that bad. So it's definitely you have to just figure out what your palate is used to and then drink those things. I mean, that's it's pretty simple. Yeah, you know, you say, you say you don't like craft beer. It's like saying I don't like food. Right. Well, you don't have to like all the food. Right. You just have to, you have to find the food that you like. And same thing with craft beer. Maybe your style isn't that, like, mouth-puckering goods or something that's coming out of, uh, you know, the new, the new cool ships these days. Mm. Maybe what you need is something smooth or velvety, like a nitro milk stout that tastes a little bit more like a, like a candy bar or uh, something light and refreshing like a, um, you know, a vice beer that has banana and clove notes. And, and sometimes it just takes uh, the right friend or a person to really inspire you. you got to be excited about trying that beer, and, and I think that gets you halfway there. See, now you make me want to have a beer right now. My guest has been Josh Goldberg. I've got a smoke jumper in my hand. There you go. <laughs> Josh Goldberg, the community events manager for Left Hand Brewing Company. Great event in Longmont, Colorado, coming up Friday and Saturday, September 22nd and 23rd. Lefthandbrewing.com slash Oktoberfest. That's the website for more information and tickets. Josh, thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thanks so much. Listen, last thing, I'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't let you guys know. Uh, proceeds from the Longmont Oktoberfest are headed to Hurricane Harvey relief, and uh, that's an important um, issue. we got to jump aboard and get the beer community out to support. So thanks a lot, Al. That is awesome. Thanks again, Josh. Appreciate it. And, folks, we are out of time. My thanks to everybody involved in putting together the program, including Josh Goldberg. Thanks so much from Left Hand Brewing. If you want to go out to the event, lefthandbrewing.com slash Oktoberfest. You can buy tickets right on the website there. It's Friday and Saturday, September 22nd and 23rd. You can get your tickets again at lefthandbrewing.com slash Oktoberfest. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Al Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, cheers, everybody.
So I'm here to tell you about Cowan's Public. It was born in 2015, but really its historic roots stretch back into the 1930s. Now, this Art Deco speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, has its roots dating to just after the repeal of Prohibition. The main room features a curved Art Deco bar, custom stained glass, a roaring fireplace, plenty of seating. Just the right setting to enjoy a seasonal cocktail, perhaps an Ella Fizz or a Queen's Park Swizzle. Now, if you're looking for an escape from the main bar, the Nouveau Lounge is right up your alley with upholstered walls, restored tin ceiling, and deco chandeliers, great for families, small groups, and even private party rentals. Cowan's Public has 16 rotational craft beers on Drut, and a craft beer lover like me enjoys that a lot. The beer selection suited for all tastes, from craft beer enthusiasts to newcomers alike. Cowan's uses local purveyors, focusing on the freshest ingredients. Try the buffalo chicken poutine or the 8-ounce custom-blended beef burger with Vermont cheddar and add your choice of bacon or fried egg or both. That sounds fantastic. Visit CowansPublic.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrow House Bar and Restaurant. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.